Our gospel tonight comes from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of John. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and had returned to the table. He said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When our children tell the story, they'll tell the story of tonight. Uh, that line comes from the hit Broadway show Hamilton, which, uh, whose soundtrack is on regular rotation in our house, in the car on road trips, in the kitchen for dance parties, again and again, Hamilton. And uh, one of our favorite songs from the Hamilton soundtrack is called One Last Time. And I can't tell you how many times my daughter Tess has said, Alexa, play One Last Time, over and over again. Um, And it's a quintessential story that reminds me so much about our Monday Thursday experience of dining with Jesus and the disciples at the Last Supper. In this story, One Last Time, George Washington, played by Christopher Jackson, tells Alexander Hamilton, played by Lin-Manuel Miranda, that he is not running for president again. And Hamilton objects, but Washington, the father of the nation, insists that he must do it because he wants to teach the country how to move on 
and show that how that the institutions that they created transcend one person, even if it is George Washington himself. And so we're going to watch a, a three-minute clip of some of that song comes from the Kennedy Center Honors when uh, they performed it. Uh, George Washington, Christopher Jackson is in the black tuxedo, and Lin-Manuel Hamilton is in the white tuxedo. Mr. President, you asked to see me. I know you're busy. What do you need, sir? Sir. I want to give you a word of warning. Sir, I don't know what you heard, but whatever it is, Jefferson started it. Thomas Jefferson resigned this morning. You're kidding. I need a favor. Whatever you say, sir, Jefferson will pay for his behavior. Shh. Talk less. I'll use the press. I'll write under a pseudonym. You'll see what I can do to him. I need you to draft an address. Yes, he resigned. You can finally speak your mind. No. He's stepping down so he can run for president. <laughs> Good luck defeating you, sir. I'm stepping down. I'm not running for president. Sorry, what? One last time Relax, have a drink with me One last time Let's take a break tonight And then we'll teach them how to say goodbye To say goodbye You and I Yo, sir, why? to talk about neutrality Sir, with Britain and France on the verge of war Is this the best I time? I want to warn against partisan fighting But pick up a pen, start writing I want to talk about what I have learned The hard-won wisdom I have earned As far as the people are concerned You have to serve You could continue to serve no. One last time The people will hear from me One last time Right, we're gonna teach them how to say goodbye. You and I, Mr. President, they will say you're weak. No, they will see we're strong. Your position is so unique, so I'll use it to move them along. Why do you have to say goodbye? If I say goodbye, the nation learns to move on. Lives me when I'm gone. Like the scripture says, everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. They'll be safe in the nation we've made. I want to sit under my own vine and fig tree a moment alone in the shade. This conversation between Washington and Hamilton sort of reminds me of the exchange that happens between Jesus and Peter when Jesus comes to wash Peter's feet and Peter says, oh no, you're not washing my feet. It's kind of like saying they will say you're weak, a servant. This is a servant's work. But Jesus is saying to him, no, they will know that we are strong, strong enough to serve. And so Jesus um, tells Peter 
that we must take the form of a servant, which Jesus does in washing the feet and serving at the table. And so tonight we find ourselves one last time at the upper room where it happened. Jesus knows that his death is imminent, just a matter of hours away. He already knew this before he entered into the room that Judas had betrayed him, that the wheels of injustice were already turning in the dark night. His moment was at hand. And how does he spend these last moments with the disciples? Some would want him to fight or flee and live to face the empire another day. But Jesus chooses to do something entirely different. Jesus does something surprising by washing the feet of the disciples and to do something familiar, like sit down at the table as they had done so many times before in the last three years of their ministry together. These two acts, foot washing and the Lord's Supper, were the culmination of Jesus' teaching for them to love one another as he loved them. Everything he said and did along the way is captured in this night. He washes their feet and he evokes all those times that water played a role in their life together, stilling the storm and walking on water and turning water into wine. And he sits down to the meal with them, which was Jesus' favorite way to teach over food with the disciples or Pharisees or tax collectors and all kinds of sinners. And he gives them a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. That's how everyone will know that I am your teacher. But then again, this wasn't really a new commandment. It was the same one that Jesus lived and taught his whole life. And tonight, gathered around this table, it's like Jesus is saying to them and to us, if I have taught you anything, if you don't remember anything else from all of our years together, if you can't retell that parable just right, if you forget that time about the children or the widow or the leper, if you can't find that place in the Scriptures, remember this, do this, and remember. But foot washing and Holy Communion were not just about the past, what they had done together. They weren't just a summary of Jesus' life work. They were about the future. For even though the disciples didn't know it, Jesus was preparing them just as George Washington was preparing the country to move on. Jesus prepares his disciples and us tonight for his death on the cross. For on the cross we will see these things again, water pouring from his pierced side, a broken body hanging on the cross, and blood shed for us. Tomorrow, just as he washed the disciples' feet tonight, tomorrow the world will be washed clean and know God's mercy. Tomorrow, just as he gave the disciples his own body and blood at the table, tomorrow everyone will be healed by those wounds. Tomorrow is not just a day of sadness, but instead a day of salvation. And his death will ensure that there will be an eternity of tomorrows full of grace. And so here we go. One last time. Amen.